Amen, Amen. The nectar of the words is the life for those who are scourged by the world, the words which have been uttered by the knowers of truth, which wipe out sins, the very hearing of which is beneficial, which are beautiful, pleasing to the ears, pleasing to the hearts, which are inexhaustible. Those who recount them on the earth are the givers of plenty. Om Shanti, 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 peace, peace, peace be unto all. This evening I shall tell you about the old monks of the Ramakrishna order. As you know, I started that series from the diary of the monks, from the diaries of the monks last summer also I gave many talks. Sometimes I say everything is not in the books. Some we learn from the oral tradition. I worked on two volumes, Prachin Shadudir Kotha, Stories of the Old Monks of the Ramakrishna Hajar. First volume has come out, second volume is on the way. There are 120 monks' reminiscences and interviews I recorded. Quite a few number of monks. We know they are the second generation of monks. The Ramakrishna, after Ramakrishna is the source, then came his disciples. And these monks I am talking to you are the disciples of Holy Mother, Swami Vivekananda and the other Jari disciples. So we shall hear from them about their memoirs, their reminiscences of the Jari disciples, their life stories, their struggles in the spiritual life. It is extremely important to know pitfalls in spiritual life, where you will fall, why are you not making progress, what is the problem. Those things we learn from these monks. Perhaps you remember, I think last summer or before that I gave a series of talks, gems from the Guardian of Saints conversation of Swami Vishuddhananda. So I shall start first with him. I met him in 1960s, early 60s. He was the Vice President of the Ramakrishna Order, a Holy Mother's disciple, joined the order in 1907. 
He was a college student. In Calcutta, there was an imperial library, British library, at that time under British rule. So he went to the library and searching some books. And there he found Ramakrishna and his sayings by F.J. Max Muller. Max Muller was a German, but he knew Sanskrit. He was an Orientalist. He was a professor of Oxford University in London. In 1896, he wrote that book. So seeing that book, I read Ramakrishna. Then he heard about Dakshineshwar, where he practiced Shadhana. So he went to Dakshineshwar. There he met Sri Ramakrishna's nephew, Ramla. Heard about Sri Ramakrishna. Then he heard about Holy Mother, Sri Ramakrishna's wife, Sharada Devi. So he went to Jairambachi to meet the mother. Mother initiated him. Then he said, Mother, I want to be a monk. He joined and walked 500 miles on foot to Banaras. Practiced severe austerities. The great monk. Then he became the vice president and president. What he would do? He would not lecture. He would come in the afternoon, sit, and the devotees would come and he would talk about Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother, Gita, Upanishad, and inspired them. When I was a student, I used to read his conversation. Very inspiring. You will not have to practice spiritual discipline. You will just sit there. You find your mind is lifting up. He would create such a great atmosphere, unbelievable. And people flocked to him. One day he told one of the monks, Today is a very memorable day in my life. I read the Gospel of Ramakrishna 50 times. And every time I read, I found something new. He was a disciple of the Mother. Somebody asked, I said, Swami, is, who is great, Holy Mother or Sri Ramakrishna? He smiled and said, I don't know. But it is true that Sri Ramakrishna worshipped Holy Father. <laughs> he worshipped his wife. That much I can tell you. Then he said, Sri Ramakrishna saw Sri Holy Mother from three angles. And Holy Mother also saw Sri Ramakrishna from three angles. Sri Ramakrishna is seeing his wife, my wife. I married her. My disciple. And my Ishto, Divine Mother. And Holy Mother was watching Sri Ramakrishna, my husband, my guru. And my disciple. No, my 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 wife, Holy Mother says, my husband, my guru, my Ishto, my chosen deity. So both are seeing same God in both of them. Amazing their relationship. Quite often he used to tell us, first Ramakrishna, then his mission. First seek the kingdom of heaven and everything shall be adjacent to you. I still remember when he passed away, I was sent to the newspapers in Calcutta 
to give the publicity that the Swami passed away at that time. There is no television, all those things. 1963. I remember I took a jeep and somebody drove me. I went the obituary news and the photograph to different newspapers in Calcutta so that people know that Swami passed away. Then I met another Swami, Swami Jyoti Sharananda. He was in Germany during the Second World War, with Bajan. Bombing, fighting, he moved to England, England to America, in Philadelphia he opened a center. Then he went to India in 1950s and started Bangalore Ashrama there. He was the head there. He inspired many people in the South and initiated many people. His guru told him, you really want peace? I can tell you one thing. To me, Mohanisha job karo. Meditate in the bed midnight. You will get peace. So what happened? Even the, toward the end of his life, I used to, and when I was in training center in 64, 65, I used to live just above his head. Mm-hmm. He's in the lower floor, I'm the above floor, uh, upper floor. Till 12 o'clock, there will be light in his room. His guru's order that meditate at midnight. After meditating and repeating mantra, then he will go to bed. You know, amazing that these people, how they had love and faith and obedience to their guru. One day in Bilurmat, we have a big dining hall, very close to his bedroom. And monks are very happy there. There is a big feast. They are chanting shlokas. Swami made a comment, look, Annam Brahmeti Bhajanath Pujis Brahman. So all the monks are very happy. They are going to have a good feast. In 63-64, during Swamiji's centenary time, I was a kitchen in church, cooking in the monastery. Of course, we had a cook, but I was, there is 30, 40 monks, you will have to serve, go to the shop, shop every day, no refrigerator. All fresh food, cook, these, that. So the Swami is supposed to be the president of the women's conference, or the, maybe the, Pavilion was in Park, Park Circus. There the all meetings were held. So very close to our center in Advaita Ashram, entirely. So I remember I made a vegetable soup for him and he praised my soup. Carrot, beet, potato, onion mixed together. I still remember I gave whole cardamom seasoning. <laughs> I was a creative cook. Marriage <laughs> beat. Marriage really appreciated my food. <laughs> His life was well disciplined. He influenced many people to become monks and nuns in the order. That shows what kind of monk he was. I just wrote in this, this is the, the second volume, toward the end, I just wrote some, some small things which I saw. I could write more, but I didn't do it. I, had, I just wrote a few things which I saw in them. Swami Ranganathananda, I met him in 1960. He was going to Japan to give his lecture tour. He was then in charge of Jijeli Ashrama. Brilliant man, great speaker, traveled all over the world many times. He wrote a book, Eternal Values for a Changing Society. 
the, now those books are in four volumes. He was the in charge of the Cultural Institute. Every Sunday he used to give a class. <sighs> Two, three thousand people. And his first lecture, I still remember, I translated into Bengali, our spiritual heritage. He was from Trichur, Kerala. Fantastic memory. Page after page he can repeat from the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. He told his memoir that when I joined, I became a cook in the monastery. I was cooking and keeping the Upanishad of Gita in front of me. I memorizing and cooking, memorizing and cooking. Man-made, self-made person. He had only school education, but all great philosophers, thinkers, writers, he would go in the top ranking of the society. Radha Krishnan, Indira Gandhi made him the Indian ambassador, cultural ambassador, and gave money. Swami would travel and carry India's message to the world. Maharaj used to inspire the monks. He said that, you know, serve God according to your capacity. But this person can do 16 items worship, 10 items worship, 5 items worship. Everybody must contribute something. Don't be lazy, idle. Do something. Otherwise time is going out, running out. Whatever you want to achieve, do it right now, when you are young. In old age, accent pain and doctors are visit. <laughs> Great monk. Then Swami Atmastanandaji, who died just last few years ago, two, three years ago. A great worker. He was the head of the Ramakrishna Mission Rangoon, Burma, and made the Ramakrishna Hospital is the best hospital in whole of Burma. But in '64, boom, '63, Nguyen, a communist leader, threw away all missionaries from Burma. Hindu missionary, Christian missionary, all out. They confiscated our everything. Shami came. Then he became head of the Rajkot Ashrama, built beautiful Ramakrishna temple. Then he became assistant secretary, then became general secretary, then became vice president, then president of the order. Great heart. If anybody seeks any help, he is the first person who will jump. One day he was telling me, hey, you will have to give me $100,000, rupees. Why? We want to build a guest house in Kamarpukur so that people from all over the world come and live. I shall give $100,000. The builder, very rich man, his wife came. You give five lakhs of rupees. We want to build a house for the retired, old, sick monks of the Ramakrishna order. All right, Swami, I shall give. A great person. His heart only cried for others. <coughs> really, really, they are really great people. Zero selfishness. I want to love and serve people. He came to Kansas City. He came to St. Louis and then Kansas City. 
1998. So he told his reminiscences. He was a disciple of Swami Bigyananda, a Jari disciple of Sri Ramakrishna. That family is very amazing. Four brothers are monks and one sister is a nun from one family. Four brothers, monks, one sister, nun. Either memoirs. When I went, I was a student and I went to Swami Bhikyananda in Belurmat. The Swami Nirvedananda asked me, go to Belurmat. And the Swami has come from Allahabad. <coughs> Just go and seek his blessing and initiation. So we three, four students went. It was winter. I saw Swami Vigyananda put on on shirt, coat, chador, two-piece, cap, moja, covered with all clothes. It was winter. But his eyes are closed. He did not look at these boys at all. So it's very disappointed, Richard. What kind of disciple is this, Ramakrishna? He did not look at us at all. He closed his eyes and said, Shami Nidvedanandaji. Well, that night I had a dream. And I saw the Swami. <clears throat> In the morning, Swami Nidvedananda again asked me, go today again, bow down to him, and seek his blessings. Well, again we went from Belgoria to Belrumat. Come on, come on, welcome, welcome. He was inviting these young boys. This, he's a war of Brahman. He tested how much ego you have. First a rejection, then acceptance. We asked initiation, come tomorrow. That Swami's initiation also very interesting. If somebody would ask initiation, well, well, I can initiate you on condition. Well, what is the condition? You promise that you will never write me a letter. <laughs> <laughs> then I shall initiate you. <laughs> well, we are initiated. He advised us how to practice the spiritual disciplines. <clears throat> but if we, if we make many mistakes in our lives, what will happen? Nothing will happen. Just take a vow, I shall not do it anymore. Then all of your sins and faults will be wiped out. But do you have any particular advice to us apart from japam and meditation? Oh yes. Never speak untruth. Do not lie and do not be jealous and never hate anybody. These three things will be enough for you. Speak the truth, don't be jealous, don't hate people. Well, I met Swami Akhanjananda also at that time, I was a little boy. Then I met Swami Abhidhananda. He was reminiscing the three Jari disciples he met in Kansas City. Well, I went to see Swami Abhidhananda and he said, Do you see that casket? A glass case, which is full of gold, lot of gold. I collected this gold, a disciple of Sri Ramakrishna. Do you know why? 
I wanted to make a gold throne for Sri Ramakrishna. So I picked up the gold and I was going to the goldsmith who will make the throne. I heard a voice. What are you doing? Where are you going? I looked back, I did not see any human being. I only heard a voice. What are you doing? Where are you going? I looked around, I did not see anybody. Again I was started to move. You did not listen to me? What do you want to do? Don't go. Again I stopped and I was looking around that who is talking to me? I did not see anybody. Again I heard a loud voice. You don't understand? Have you not forgotten? Did you forget that I could not touch any metal? Sri Ramakrishna could not touch money, gold, no metal he could not touch. Did you forget? And you want to put me in a throne? On a throne? Immediately, I realized it is the voice of Sri Ramakrishna. I brought that casket and gold and put it there. I did not go to the goldsmith. Then I measured my throne and I ordered in Mysore to make a throne made with sandalwood, sandalwood throne. And that parcel has arrived today. So he was showing the box, came from Mysore. And he showed us that throne. Still that throne exists in Ramakrishna Vedanta Mount. That is my memory about him. He was a private secretary of Swami Virajananda was a disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother and Sharnas by Swamiji. He, he had many, many reminiscences about that Swami. That Swami, whenever he did anything, he put sixteen, one hundred percent mind. His work is so organized. He used to do the gardening, cooking, just perfect. His clothes all are in a wooden shelf, a case, like bookcase, you know, he kept everything there. And he knows where things are. And he used to initiate people and at the, during the initiation he gave some instructions. And those instructions are recorded in a book called Towards the Gold Supreme, Paramartha Prasanga. Sometimes when people ask initiation, I ask them to read that book. Towards the Gold Supreme. That book will really tell you what is initiation and what to do after taking the mantra towards the gold supreme. Read that book. Great Swami. Then I met Swami Gauri Sharananda, 1897 to 
He was a disciple of Holy Mother. He, he used to tell all of his personal reminiscences of Holy Mother. Well, Mother and myself, we would make chapati. We used to roll the chapati. Mother used to make one at a time, I used to make three at a time. One day he was smiling. He was the president of the rose competition in India. So he was called Rose Swami. <laughs> And he gave, he created three roses, Ramakrishna, Holy Mother, Vivekananda, through grafting. All roses have names. Then he said, Ram, I am more powerful than Ramakrishna. Why? How, Maharaj? Are Ramakrishna showed two flowers in one stem, white and red, and showed Mothur. Siram Mothur was the instrument owner of the Kali temple, he said, God cannot change his own rule. Example, from the red flower tree, only red flower comes. And white flower tree, from white flower comes. This is the rule of the nature. Sri Ramakrishna said, no, the person who makes rule, he can change the rule. Well, Father, I don't believe you. Hmm, you don't believe me. Then next day Sri Ramakrishna went into the garden, he found a hibiscus tree. There are two hibis, two flowers on one stem, one red, one white. He broke the twig and came to Mothur look. Mother can change the rule. Father, it is amazing. Then Swami said, Myself, I can make four, five colors in one stem. <laughs> Rose grafting, one red, one pink, one white, one yellow, one rose tree, he can make five flowers, five colors. But I am more powerful than Ramakrishna. Ramakrishna only shows two, I can show four, five. <laughs> He used to tell his reminiscences. I, many times I heard about his reminiscences about mother. He's so simple, like a child. He was very fond of chewing beetle roll. Mother said, when Ramla, Ramway, at that time he was a schoolboy, after chewing bitchel roll, when his lips become red, I love to see it. Ramlala told you to laugh, best thing. And a little boy, red tour, not lipstick. One day, he was telling in Belurmat, Hey, Sri Ramakrishna's tongue burned today. What happened, Maharaj? Today, when I was chewing the beetle roll, they put too much lime, that white lime. It, bur- it burned, it, it eats the thin layer of the gum. They put, the person who made the roll, they put too much lime. Wonderful <laughs> feeling. <coughs> Tenth September, nineteen seventy eight. He wrote me a long letter. 20th September 1978. He wrote me another long letter. Another Swami I met. 
Yogi Sharananda. He met Swami Vivekananda in 1901 in Dhaka. He was 12 years old. Listen to Swamiji's lecture. Swamiji mentioned that you must know Sanskrit, otherwise you cannot enter the Indian scripture. So even in old days, he used to go to Punjit Mahasaya to learn Sanskrit and grammar. Old Swami, 80, 90 years old, memorizing the Sanskrit grammar. Swamiji said that. Swamiji said you must know Sanskrit. And in the dining hall, when there was a feast, he used to recite scriptures, shlokas. When you to say, Yasane Shushatume Shariram, and all monks would say, Hmm, Sampralencha Jatu, Hmm, all monks will take the tombs out and he will repeat. And then finally, Om Namo Parvati Bhate, Hara 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 Hara. Nearly three, four hundred monks will shout. It is a feast, joy. So one day I said, Maharaj, today is Buddha's birthday, we do not recite some shlokas. No! It's <laughs> an angry mood. I go, why, Maharaj? Buddha Bedman in me. Buddha did not admit the Vedas. So, so no mantra for Buddha. <laughs> we have all kinds of monks. <laughs> then he was telling another monk. He is also from Dhaka. Hey, he is a very famous monk. <laughs> he built that cultural institute, you know, Swami Nitya Sharubhan. To his hands of Parosh. And he is much older, you know. Do you practice Japama and meditation? Oh, Uputa, what are you talking about? Your vital point, Dursi. I caught your vital point. <laughs> we have all kinds of <laughs> jokes and <laughs> stuff. And he was a worshipper of sun god. Rising sun and setting sun, he will rose, rise his hands, he would raise his hands and he would repeat, Om Japa Kusham Sankasham Kasya Peyang Mahadhutim Tantvaring Sarva Papa Gnam Punatavusmidivakaram It is a salutation mantra to sun god. When I used to go past the seeing the setting sun, he was repeating the mantra. So one day I was present, Swami Shankaran, he came to bow down to Swami Shankaran, President. Maharaj, I am your Golam, I am your servant. The President of the order also said, I am your servant, Upuda. No, Maharaj, I am your servant. No, I am your servant. I saw these two monks are fighting that who would be your servant. <laughs> When I came at that time, I used to see a monk who was a Pujari Swami. He used to worship Sri Ramakrishna. <coughs> His worship was worth seeing. The way he used to offer flowers, the way he used to offer food, the way he used to fan Sri Ramakrishna during Aruti. Summertime he will fan getting close to the deity. Winter time away from the deity. So that my ear when I touch Sri Ramakrishna is cold. Strong common sense. 
means this person is leaving. Even winter time, if somebody fancy, it will be, will be discomfortable. So winter time, distance, summer time, close. Then every evening after the Aruti, they have a small towel, handkerchief, a little moist. So huge go and clean Sri Ramakrishna's head, ears, nose, mouth, as if he's cleaning a living person. Amazing. He wrote that book, Ramakrishna Puja Paddhati, how to the worship book of Sri Ramakrishna. All, we all follow his book. Very humble, well-versed in scriptures, great ritualist, great inspirer of the monks. The next Bujari Swami was Swami Shulabhananda. I was in training center. My job, every afternoon, four o'clock, two hours, on my knees. First, that Sri Ramakrishna's inner sanctum is very big. People throw, at that time, doors are open. People throw the coins. So with a towel, I will have to collect all the coins. Then, with a broomstick, remove all dust. Then, a bucket of water and a towel, soaked with my knees, that huge area I have to clean. Then the Swami said, in the morning, you dust the doors. They keep the shine like sparkling, spotless. Sri Ramakrishna did not like uncleanliness. And twice a year they give full bath to Sri Ramakrishna before Durga Puja and before Ramakrishna's birthday in October and March. That time <coughs> at three o'clock. We pour water on his head, then put soap. All Sri Ramakrishna. It is a huge Italian marble, Ramakrishna's statue. I don't know here. But the shrine you have it somewhere. We just place all things are there. So, <laughs> so that image we put the soap. Then one person will pour water, and there is no passage to go the water out. Four, five people will soak that water from the floor and squeeze on the on the bucket. So I was tall, so I can give bath to Sri Ramakrishna. So I used to bathe Ramakrishna. So many memories of all these monks. Then Prabodh Maharaj, Deepthananda. A young boy, 17, 18 years old, wrote to Swami Shivananda, I have no education, I want to be a monk. In our order, your minimum, you have a school, should have a school degree. <laughs> so our, we used to say that if Ramakrishna comes now, he will not be admitted in our order. <laughs> Ramakrishna will be out, because he has no education. He did not go to school, drop out. <laughs> Ramakrishna will be rejected now. Swamiji, two other points. He's too old and he's married. <laughs> <laughs> Three points. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's happened. One monk said that we shall not take any married people to be a monk. I got Maharaj in America, it will not work. Why? In India, we all you know there are. I Maharaj in America. <laughs> they get married very early. Sometimes, you know, it, it will not work in America. The marriage is nothing. <laughs> Sometimes. 
they get renunciation after marriage, then they join. <laughs> Anyhow, this Swami, then Swami came, Swami Brahma, Shivananda said, go to the store of the shrine. Your job, pick flowers, make sanjal paste, cut fruits, make food ready for the Lord. When all the if you go to this Belunmat, you see four or five people are supplied to the priest to make the puja ready, you know, it's a huge work. So he did it sixty years. Guru's order. Nobody transferred him from Belunmat. Prabhupada Maharaj. At all days, three o'clock, in the morning you will get up. He will go to the flower garden, pick flowers, climb the tree, make the bell leaves. Oof. So when I came to Hollywood, I sent a what is called the raincoat, plastic raincoat. It's monsoon time, and I sent him some clippers to cut the roses. The way he used to make the fruit tree for Sri Ramakrishna so is just an art. You call it tangerine, we call it orange. They will remove the skin and then there is some segments, you know. He will take a sharp knife and you will cut this portion and you will open it and take the seed out and then put it on the plate, put it on the plate. It is just like a flower. And that tray will go to Sri Ramakrishna. No seed, no that white fibers, nothing on the side. Just put it there, cut it, open it, take the seed out. That is called love. How to feed the Lord. In the evening, they will make a garland for Sri Ram. He will make a garland for Sri Ramakrishna. This much white, this much red, this much yellow. There is no green. So he will cut some leaves and make just same flower size, green. So red, light, various colors make a garland. In the evening, you see in Sri Ramakrishna's statue, what a garland. To make one garland, you will spend hours to make one garland. So that the visitors, pilgrims will come and see Sri Ramakrishna, beautiful. That is called love. No publicity. No. Then I met another Swami, Yogatmananda. He was a construction expert, so he was building our new Advaita Ashrama. I was his attendant. One day I was in charge of the photo department, but I do not know what is camera, I do not know how to take picture anyhow. So he gave a camera to me. After three days he said, you give my camera back. So I said, Maharaj, I did not ask you, you gave me and you are asking back. <laughs> do you know why? I don't want to ruin your spiritual life, monastic life. A camera is a very expensive hobby. You have no money. If camera means you will have to beg money from the devotees to buy films, then develop it. It is expensive affair. You will be a beggar from the very beginning of your monastic life. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I want to beg, want back my camera. <laughs> then I have four or five cameras when I came there. <laughs> Some people give one, offer me mobile, a cell phone. And there is a saying in Hindi, <coughs> Magnesis. <coughs> <coughs> Ma- 
मांगने से छोटा हो जाता है इपुहास की विल बी वेरी स्मॉल इन बारसा टेंपल ह्यूज टेंपल And the Swami image—he does not have any education, much, but he is a fantastic cook. He cooked for her, Swami Akhandananda, Swami Vikramananda, Jari Jisabu. He was the cook of the Jari Jisabu. The way he cut vegetables—it is worth seeing. Even when he became old. Retired, he used to come and cut vegetables in the well-known mart. I don't want to eat master's food without giving any service. I am old, but I can cut vegetables. Sitting in the all the monks and the servants, they are cutting. You have to understand, three, four hundred people will eat. To make cutting vegetables for all these people is not a big easy job. Nearly. Nearly forty, fifty people are cutting vegetables. Monks, workers, brahmacharis, and one person will read the gospel of Ramakrishna. And these people are cutting vegetables, listening and cutting vegetables. That is our monastery. But this Swami, after the death of the Jari disciples, he travelled all over India. <coughs> And he used to keep record, and he wrote a book, Punya Tirtho Bharat, Holy Places of India. And I edited that book, second edition. I edited. दारोका महाराज शिवेशानंद हिज जॉब वॉज टू क्लीन द मोनास्ट्री गणेश साधु शिवानंद जी साहेब ड्राई लीव्स यूज टू क्लीन यूज टू टेल अ स्टोरी ऑफ शबरी प्रतीक्षा हाउ शबरी द ग्रेट वुमन सेंट वेटेड फॉर रामा बट माई कुर टोल्ड मी टू क्लीन दिस प्लेस So when I see a dry leaves, I remember my guru, and I clean that poem I put it here. Then I met another Swami, Chit Swarupananda. He was the he was the in charge of the kitchen. Old Swami, a little hunch. And he used to play during the aruti. He used to play mridango drum. And for mridango, you need some dough. You will have to put it there and press it so that it can bring the right sound. And he asked one brahmachari, "Could you take this mridango to my room?" So he took and take this dough out. So he was taking the dough out and threw away. But why did you throw away the dough, Bliyas? My goodness. We throw away Sri Ram Krishna's. But I make the dough and take a small, glo- small particles, globules, and I give the fish to eat. Do not waste Sri Ram Krishna's things. Little action, but it is deep meaning. And the Swami, he was a li- he was he was a little out in the in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he is the most gunati tarnand. He was in charge of the Bombay ashrama. Then when he got strong, he came to Belurmat. He was in his own room, great Sanskrit scholar. So one day during the Ramakrishna's birthday or Vivekananda's birthday, I don't remember, I went to bow down to him. He hit me with his head, and I fell down. From then on, I used to stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs>
So during Swamiji's birthday, he asked me, hey, come, bow down to me. I said, no, Maharaj, you will hit me. <laughs> no, I shall not hit you. I said, Maharaj, I am afraid of you. <laughs> Today you chanted very well in Swamiji's room. It was Swami Vivekananda's birthday. So bow down to me. So I went and bowed down to him. Great Shoni. No, he is in Ayurveda. Then Brahmachari Gyan Maharaj. He was Swamiji's disciple. Later life he became blind. If you go to meet him, do you know what you will have to say? Om Namah Bhagavati Sri Ramakrishna Yonama. Salutations to God, to Bhagavan Sri Ramakrishna. If you do not say that, you, he will not talk to you. Swamiji disciple. And he was, everybody he will, he will come, he will say apni, with great respect. Even a new brahmachari. He is nineties. Apni kamonachan. Because he used to think that every God dwells in everybody. So I must respect everybody. In 1968, I, may, I was in Puri. I met a Swami named Kaleshananda. He was an attendant of Swami Shubhadananda. I saw he was water scarcity. So he was saving the water which he, for bath, for rinsing mouth. He used to collect that water and make a drain and take it to his vegetable garden. And it is all sand. Over the sand he put <coughs> some topsoil. Over the topsoil he was growing some vegetables and some flowers. And he made his own drain with a brick and mortar and made a drain so that all the kitchen water, every water will come to his garden and that water he will use it. Near the coast the ocean water you cannot use it, saline, salt. So sweet water is necessary. So I saw that he was making a dream. So I sat there on the sand and just started to chat with him. Then he was telling, you know, a two persons will never betray you. Swami Brahman said. The cow and the tree. Cow will give you milk, if not milk, at least it will give you cow dung. <laughs> that will be the fertilizer. And trees, it will give you flower, not fruit, all fruits. And you have no flower, no fruit, at least it will give you the firewood. So these two persons never betray human beings. Always serve humanity. He used to tell all the stories about Shadu life. I still remember that old sadhu is making a drain with a mortar and brick, and I was seated on the, on the sand and listening to his stories. I met another Swami. He was the in charge of our daily. No socks. Winter time, the heel cracked. So he came to our ashrama, Advaita ashrama, and one monk gave me a little Nivea cream. 
my lips also was cracked. So I used to put a Nivea cream on, I used to go to bed. Sometimes a little Vaseline. We did not have chapstick like American people. <laughs> but now I use Carmex, that is a very good one. <laughs> so what happened? And that Swami, we do not, I gave my bed to Swami, I slept on the floor. So he was lying down after lunch. So I saw his heel. So I took that cream and I used to start to rub these old shadows. He's a disciple of Mahaprish Maharaj, So I was putting this cream to his leg. Then I said, Maharaj, you know, this Nivea cream. The beautiful young girls putting on their faces to make them seem beautiful. That I am putting to your leg, to your foot. Is that so? Put more, brother. <laughs> All beautiful girls put these things on their face that I am putting to your feet. Then put more. <laughs> I then we have another Swami, or Shikha, um, New York Swami. He was very fond of me. He used to call me Vyasadeva. I am Vyasadeva, and now we used to call him Dada. Dada means elder brother, Dada. So we have a very good, good relationship. <clears throat> so he has open heart surgery. Open heart surgery, you have to cut the rib case, open it, and then the duck surgeon do the surgery. So I said, Dada, when the surgeon cut your rib cage and opened it, what did he see? Keep quiet! <laughs> it is a Hunuman, he will cut his rib cage and show it, here is a Rama and one is Sita. So Hunuman showed it. I said, Dada, when the surgeon cut it, what he saw? You keep quiet. <laughs> I, mean, I may keep quiet, but the, the, the surgeon saw something there. <laughs> we should make joke with him. Then do you know what happened? In San Francisco in 1996, we were the hall opening, and he is supposed to chant the Giza, Chonji. He is a Chonji devotee. So <laughs> he read the Chonji. If I see, I shall sit here, if you make any mistake, I shall catch you. It is very bad if you make a mistake reading Chonji. So he was telling me, I sat there in front row. He was telling me, he sat on the podium, on the dais. He was telling me, Mani, get away, sit, in the, <laughs> sit at the distance so that you may not hear me. He was telling me. I said, <laughs> I shall not go, I shall sit here. <laughs> then, when he read the Chonji, there is one mantra in the Orgola Sotra. Bharjang manuramang dehi chitta vitti musharinim rupam dehi jayam dehi jasudehi dishojai. O mother, give me a beautiful warm bride according to my choice and mind. <laughs> After he read Jankaran Dada, a blue voice you have to bow silent. In this old age now oh, you are seeking a wife. <laughs> hey, Shukar! <laughs> in, this, in this old age now you are seeking for a wife. We <laughs> should make a joke. Whoever would go, he was died in 90, at the age of 93. So whenever anybody will go to him, do you know what he will do to you? He will take your two hands, he will grab it, and then put on his head. And then he will say, please bless me so that I may die soon. <laughs> anybody comes, he will take your two hands. Just bless me so that I may die soon. I may die soon. <laughs> I, I said, Dada, you are putting hands of all men, women who come to you and getting blessings, the more your longevity is going up. <laughs> <laughs> the more 
Hey, keep quiet. <laughs> then when he <clears throat> died 25th June 2016, I was in Laguna. Yogi, I, they asked a the message, I was going to India. So I shall not be able to attend the memorial meeting. So <laughs> Yogi made a video message. <coughs> so I wrote my tribute to Dada. Then in one, I wrote one sentence I mentioned here. Swami Tathagatananda was a very simple and large-hearted monk. We received his love and affection through his heart and hand. Sometimes he would go and slap it. <laughs> Those who came in contact with him will never forget his firm handshake and loving slap on their head. <laughs> Bass up to this tonight. I, I brought some books. Could you bring those books? That I just called you know, See God with open eyes, so that if anybody wants to buy, can buy it. Where are those books? Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> They're heavy. If anybody wants to buy books, I shall give a signature, side signature. Autograph. 